podcast, you might be a redneck. Thirteen again. The Redux. Redux. So, you haven't heard from us in a couple weeks. We, you were gonna hear from us last week. You were, you were, but um, I shit, fucked up. Shit went down. Lucky number fucking thirteen. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I knew. I had a feeling something was gonna go wrong. My mic didn't record last week. No, it was a good one, guys. It was a good. It one. was a good episode. We broke down quite a few things and. Had a good time talking we to We figured other. out the meaning of life. Yeah, we actually, um, we found Jimmy Hoffa, and he was a guest on the show. We Yeah, we did. We found Jimmy Hoffa. Um, we found the meaning for life. Um, we solved world hunger. Yeah, we did that. Um, um, I actually cured cancer. Did you? Yeah. I don't recall that, but that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was like right at the very end of the episode. I was like, oh, I got it. Man, what a shame we lost that. Huh? Yeah, and then I forgot like immediately after, so I forgot how to cure it. Sorry, guys. Man. Shit. But that's okay. We're recording a new episode. For right now. 15. Right now. Right as we speak. What'd you do last week? Oh, God, Like, dude. besides cure cancer. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty small compared to the everything bucket. else that I did last week. Um, <clears throat> lots of things. Lots of things going on. We've been real busy with the whole school thing. Which uh, kind of com- uh, explains the inconsistencies, uh, but doesn't forgive them. We gotta stop them. this. No, yeah, we uh, we got to get ourselves a good time. Yes, to come and do this podcast. Sorry, Biggs. Yeah, I just feel like I just feel like I'm disappointing the family every week. <laughs> I know. I want to uh, throw our our little contribution out there, but that's okay because that network is full of great shows then those guys are all they're very holding good. it down without they us are they don't need us good there. about their consistency so yeah they're much better about consistency than us can we make ourselves a little goal what's that it's the 16th of september yes sir so we should record every week for a month okay and that that'll be the goal but we can do a little little bit of a culmination because my birthday's coming up it's true and have a little birthday episode for me. Have, okay. Throw a little podcast party. Little podcast party. Little birthday party. Little birthday party. All right. You want to have like a big, fr- like have all our friends over, have a big podcast blowout? Dude, we fucking should. That would be really fun. That would be really cool. Yeah, we'll get some guests. Yeah, we should definitely do that. We should actually do that and like actually follow through with it. Yeah. So this is, we're setting a precedent here. Yes. We're making plans. What Your birthday is the 11th of October, correct? That, that is correct. Okay. What day of the week is that this year? Do you That's know? That's a motherfucking Saturday. That's a Saturday. That's fucking great. Yeah. Do you know what that fucking means? Fucking perfect. We just hang out all day Saturday. We get real drunk. Uh-huh. You guys do. I'm not of age. I don't drink. Right. And I make sure that he doesn't. I'm a yes. good friend. Yeah. He's responsible. He watches out for me. <laughs> um, we all hang out on Saturday. You guys are getting drunk Saturday. I'm drinking lemonade. <laughs> Drink yourself some lemonade, but don't you dare put anything else in no, it. No, I wouldn't ever think of it. Um, 
and then we just like have have ourselves a big podcast. I think that is a great idea. Maybe even a long one. Maybe we'll do a a good two hour maybe, one. Hey, maybe we do like six hours. Fuck. That would be hard to listen to. Dude, that's like... Have you, do you listen to the Todd Glass show? No, I haven't. Pretty fucking long. I like, think I've, I've Average heard a is three hours. Yeah, I've heard a couple of his. Um, What's the... Oh, I think that's Jimmy Pardo. Never Not Funny. That's Jimmy Pardo, right? Indeed. Yeah. That's the other one that... That's the one I thought you were talking about for some reason, but... No, I don't think I've heard Todd Glass's, but... Todd Glass is funny. He is. Very funny. Yeah. Who's... Uh, oh... Salmon Conan, Todd Barry, Todd Barry, Todd like Barry. bald and like really yeah. dry. That dude's so yeah. fucking funny. He's <laughs> super funny. <laughs> I listened. I think he was on Pete Holmes' podcast. He was. He's doing a tour right now, or he may have just finished it. The crowd work crowd tour. Work. Yeah, yeah, I want to. I want to. Um, he has that thing on Louis C.K.'s website. Yeah, I want to download that because it looks really funny. Um. So, yeah, not too much going on. I got a quiz I got to take here in about 30 minutes. What class is it in? Energy and sustainability. Mm, that class is a bummer, right? It's uh, it's not, not a bummer. A bummer in the sense that um, it's kind of bringing up problems that I like to just push to the back of my mind as far as the earth and how long it's going to last goes. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day, like... When we're like 70, God willing, we make it that far. Probably won't. I probably won't. I mean, who knows? <clears throat> um, will we like look back at this time and think, man, wish we could go back to then when the environment wasn't so fucking dirty. When like our, all of our air and all of our towns is just like straight black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So yeah, that we have that to look forward to. Can't wait. Yeah. Cannot fucking awesome. wait to just like breathe smoke all day. Yeah. Definitely look into it, people. Look into the whole sustainability thing if you haven't cuz it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big fucking deal. Yeah. But anyway, enough about the earth dying. <laughs> yeah, I got this quiz. Um, haven't bought the book yet. Have not bought the book for that class. I have not bought the book for my orchestration class either. And we've had, like, that's the second most homework I have weekly. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was supposed to read chapter two, um, but I couldn't, obviously. Mm-hmm. The first quiz I took was pretty easy, though. So I'm hoping that the second one's, like, about the same. I could really, like, I Googled most of my answers, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Yeah, for most mean, it, stuff. It, it, it works. It's not as focused. No, as it's definitely not. Book, but you're probably not learning as well. Probably not. Um, but at the same time, when I see a book that is the size of a 70-sheet notebook, just a small little notebook, um, and the book is made of completely paper, no no hardcover, nothing, um, and they want $70 for it, I just can't bring myself to pay $70 for that. Because I'm only going to use it for a semester. Yeah, exactly. And I'm You're not going to make gonna seventy dollars back when you sell no, it back either, I, if they even take it back. Because yeah. I've been screwed before. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't always take back that. A majority of the books, honestly, every time I've sold back books, um, which isn't very often, it's mainly like the first couple of years of college because because yeah. you get more focus classes with like books you want to keep. Yeah, that and I just realized Stopped that buying you don't books. have to buy fucking books to go to college. Because 
I, the internet exists. The internet exists for one thing. So you can get your books there if you need to. Um, but you can also get that information at other, from other sources on the internet. Yeah. Plus, I'm not going to read those books. I don't read the books when I'm in the class because I've found that I can get away with not reading the books in the class. And still pass the class. And still pass the class with a B or an A. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of dropping $130 on a book that I'm going to get $20 back on? Yeah. At the end of the semester, I know I spent three hundred fucking dollars on books this semester. This semester, this semester, that that's is outrageous. Insane. I that is insane. Last and semester, I still probably have like sixty more to spend if I ever buy the books for that one class. Fuck, dude. Yeah, last semester, um, I didn't buy I didn't buy books at all. I don't think I bought books at all last year. Honestly, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, um, I I had a couple books that I needed to get, but I internet. Hey, yeah. Like, there are some, like, half the books I buy, like, for the recording classes are pretty awesome, and I'm glad I have those, but, like, other, like, every other class that's not a specialized recording class, I don't, I don't care at all to have that book. Yeah, and they're helpful books, they just, they're, they're in that textbook, textbook format, which makes it so hard for me to read and actually retain knowledge from. Yeah. Um, if it's, if it's in, like, a different type of writing. Mm, like just super academic writing yeah it's just like I, I so have such a problem and, yeah i have such a problem with listening to that and that's like we've been doing that in my writing class actually we're writing like commentary pieces and food reviews just like small papers that we have to write yeah and um <clears throat> i take that as an opportunity to to just write for fun basically yeah because it's 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 a commentary piece or it's a food review you don't have to follow the guidelines of academic writing yeah exactly like you're not going to cite any sources on that no people still do though that's that's the crazy thing um so i'm like sitting here at my computer i haven't even looked at a source i'm just basically ranting through the keyboard Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um or just using my own types of descriptions and it's fun to write that way it's really fun but then we go to class and we read all of our papers in, in like our groups and my paper is just so much different than everybody else's because they, they use, like, they're so used to writing academic style. Yeah, like, what are the majors that you're writing with, like, in your group specifically? Um, well, there's mainly, like, um, it's kind of like a mixed thing. Like, there's, uh, there's a business major, um, a writing major, and, um, like... One of them is like exercise science or nutrition or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so not like creative-minded people. Right, like mainly people that are academics mm-hmm. rather than more artists, I guess. Yeah, like um, people that maybe don't necessarily have anything to say. People that actually do hard school work. Yeah, as opposed that to like what put I effort do. into school. Yeah, like that's the thing about art majors and, and everything else is... Yes, we art majors don't have as much academic homework, or maybe our homework isn't quite as hard. Yeah, like, we don't have, like, a list of problems that we have to solve every, like, in between every class. Right, and, like, we do for our core classes, but core classes are all 100 levels, so they're pretty easy in Mm -hmm. general. Um, But we generally don't have to write too many papers, and if we do, they're, for me, they're either about film or... Some feelings. aspect of film, or yeah, what what the what the film did for us, yeah, um, artistically, and it's 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 just different. It's just a different. It's just like really 
introspective. It's yeah. just like for people. Oh, <laughs> get right up on that mic. Just back up and okay. Uh, for people who just like really like to get inside their heads and like figure out how and what they think. Yeah, it's for people who think about shit. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> um, and I've noticed that just like every person who's not a film major or like an art major of any kind is always just like you guys don't have work you guys don't have hard work which we do we have we might not write as many papers we might not take as many um quizzes or exams Mm -hmm. but we have projects that rape us yeah dude i will put up the time requirements for a music tech or a film major up against any other major on in the school like i don't give a fuck yeah like we there we have to spend so much time on so much stuff just to be like good enough to pass classes yeah exactly like it's it's a tedious tedious thing but that's what art is like it's not done until it's done Mm -hmm. so and when that's what i love about like film school like i don't like right now have any plans to to do much with the film degree but i mean it'll still be a degree that i have and i still got to go through the experience of creating something artistically yeah um like we started we started making films like real films sophomore year so that's it's really fun to do when you write something and and see it through to like completion yeah um and I think it probably gives you a feeling that most normal majors don't get. I mean, they get a sense of pride out of their work, I'm sure, but not the same type of pride, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's just prob- it's like coming from a different source. Yeah, and it's not like, like say, you have like... Yeah, it's not like the fulfillment of an individual vision. Yeah, and really. like it's not something that you can carry around and have with you. Like mm-hmm. you write your thesis for if you're a business major or something, you write your thesis on whatever, mm-hmm. and you have this this paper that you've written that's it can get you somewhere. It, it'll get you your degree. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's just a paper that you've written. Yeah, you can, you can expand on that. Um, and you can go further, maybe write a book or something, but it's or go to like graduate school, graduate school and write a bigger paper and write a bigger paper, yeah. Uh, but it's not like when you're when you're a film student and you write your senior film, it's it's completely different. Your senior film kind of like sets you off for for whatever you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. It's something that you can show. Yeah, that's something like you can market yourself by. Yeah, you can market yourself, and it's just like it's like having a little. It's like having a kid. I yeah. guess in a way like probably not 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 nearly as responsibility as much responsibility involved but it's like having a kid. it's like having a picture of a kid yeah it's like having a picture of your kid in your wallet that yeah. you can show t- that you can like show I did people. that like I made this I made this with my balls <laughs> um but yeah that's uh that's been going on I'm gonna have quite a few projects yeah what kind of projects do you, do you have to do this semester uh, not too much with film. Um, this semester is weird because I'm I'm doing some non-film electives and I have to get a core out of the way. So I'm doing more normal classes than film classes. I only have a couple film classes, but um, I'm taking a short film class, which is really cool. Um, we just watch different short films for like two hours. Dude, we should find out when the Manhattan Short Film Festival is at the Myrna. Yeah, I'm down. I want to get that. Are you listening? When's the Manhattan Short Film Festival? He didn't reply. He didn't. 
Didn't uh, hear anything. He didn't because this hasn't come out yet. What? What? Huh? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we just watched different short films um, for like two hours and talk for, he like lectures for an hour. Um, but in that class, we have to, we have to write a series of like four film, like short film sketches. And I like in this class, like this, the term sketch would be basically like a mixture of a 25 words or less pitch and a full film treatment, which treatment's just like a, everything you want to yeah, do. Everything that's like, yeah, like why you want to make the film, what the film's about and what it means to you type of thing. Um, which is usually a lot longer than 25 words. So I have to kind of come up with something, but we have to do four of those <coughs> based on like different aspects of a short film. Like the first one we have to do is um, all based on like the temporal frame, which is basically just something that is limited by time. Um, for like example, like a short film that takes place when two people get stuck in an elevator. Okay. It's all framed between when they get stuck and when they get out. So that's like a temporal frame. That's the first one we mm -hmm. have to do. And then we have to do one that um, has something to do with like spatial, spatial frame. Um, and there's another one and then there's character. So we have like four different things that we have to come up with different film ideas, like ideas for a short film um, for each of these four different things. And then we come up with an actual full short film treatment uh, somewhere down the line. So that's, that class will be fun. And it's been really fun so far. It's kind of a bitch because it's at 530. It's like for oh. three hours from five thirty to eight thirty at night, which is shitty. But, yeah, um, we just listen to him talk and watch short films, and a lot of the short films he showed us. Are yeah, dude, you've really, shown me a couple, and they're pretty fucking awesome. They're really good. Yeah, I thought of another one that he showed yesterday that I want to show you. It's called Werewolf Trouble. Okay, it's so okay. funny, dude. Uh, can we? We should watch Teen Wolf soon. Oh, it's totally down. Have it's you really seen Teen Wolf? Yeah, you've seen Teen Wolf. Yeah, he's so good at basketball. I mean, who knew? <laughs> who knew wolves, dude? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some really good ones there. And then that's really like the only film film class I'm taking. Um, yeah, besides acting. Acting is really fun. I'm taking yeah. an advanced acting class. And that's it's actually teaching me quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a weird dynamic of a class like... That that class brings you so far out of your comfort zone. It's not even it's not even funny. It is funny a lot of the time when we do improv, but it's <laughs> it's like a whole different dynamic of a class. Like when mo like most of our assignments are memorizing monologues and and uh, and stuff like that and scenes, and then we move on to other stuff. But uh, it's just really intensive. And like the first day we got assigned to, uh, we had to pick out three monologues, memorize one of them and memorize a, a, a film scene with another person for the, for the next class period, which is just like a lot of work, but it, I don't know the, the, I dread going to that class, but I, f I love going to that class because I know like for the first hour or so I'm going to be pretty uncomfortable. Um, but after that we've all either made fools of ourselves or have we're just comfortable enough with each other to where it's it's a lot easier right so i don't think i've ever been in a class that's built that much trust between a group of people yeah which is really interesting, interesting. yeah i like it um and it's i think it's gonna be really fun the rest of the semester 
What kind of classes are you taking, me? I'm taking a lot of recording classes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm in a synthesis class, which is really fucking cool. That's the synthesizer one, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just it's like using an old like an actual analog synthesizer, so it's all actual electricity as the sound. It's um like recording from the synthesizer output, so it's not like anything computer generated. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. Um so what like when you have a synthesizer, does it like hook up to a keyboard or does it just create its own sounds? Um, it depends. You can hook it up to a keyboard to um determine the pitch, but it can create its own sound. Um basically it's set up in like groups of modules so the first module generally is called an oscillator and it just spits out a waveform uh-huh. like sine wave or triangle square or saw tooth those are the four wave shapes mm-hmm. um and then from there you can on that module there's generally like it, it, a waveform selector output and um, you can select the frequency um and like fine-tune the frequency and then you send that either directly to the output, like the amplifier, if you want um, just the sine wave, or just the wave, um, or to, like, filters so you can change EQ and, like, um, like sculpt the sound and make it sound a bunch of different ways. Or, like, you can send an oscillator to another oscillator. Uh, it's called a low-frequency oscillator to make it kind of wobble the waveform. Oh, okay. So you can, like, basically build a sound, kind of. Yeah, basically. It's, like, it's really old school. Like, it's just these modules with knobs and a bunch of, like, um, 3.5 millimeter inputs from patch cables. And you're just, like, taking cables from an output of a waveform to the input of a filter. And then, to like, um, you'll take it from the output of an oscillator into a different oscillator, like, on the input of a different oscillator. And then, like, the output of that to an amplifier and you have to like connect all of these things with cables Shit. so like you ha- you have to get like really good at like visualizing where the si- where you want the signal to go uh-huh. and then connect it that way it's really cool that sounds kind of tough it's not that hard actually i'm pretty i'm catching on pretty quick to it yeah you can like switch around really quick yeah like i just imagine like being like a band that uses a synthesizer like having to adjust everything i bet you have like presets or like yeah generally if you're like in a band using a synth it's not an it's not an analog synth oh okay yeah it'll be like, like it'll digital. be set up the same way with like the modules right but it'll all be digital through like yes yeah, so you'll just like push a button to turn this module gotcha, on or off gotcha 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 okay even like back when before digital though yeah, like in the 70s dude, when they first came out, the mini Moog. I want to get a mini Moog. Dude, this, like, like, half the shit they did in the 70s, like, it just seems so much harder. Yeah, like, dude. recording. Tape recording. Yeah, like, recording, like, mixing, all this, it just, even editing for film is just, Yeah, dude, you I had to be, like, imagine. way better at your job at this, yeah. in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't even, well, it kind of correlates the same <laughs> way, though, like, you have all these things that have been around for, for however long, and you just have to learn those things. It's the same thing with us, with us learning how to do things on computers. Yeah. It's just easier. <laughs> yeah, and, like, once you... The cool thing about, like, learning all the analog stuff is once you know how the analog stuff in general works, you can pretty much make it work on anything on a computer because they're all modeled after analog. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Reason, specifically, is set up exactly like analog synths and, like, analog rack systems. So you have to, like, actually... You can... 
like on the display, you can like flip it to see the back of all the racks you've set up oh, okay. for your sound. And you, they have like little animated digital cables that you actually connect stuff. Oh, yeah. really? Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I kind of want to mess around with some synthesizers. Dude, you should come into the studio with me. I'm down. Can we just go in at any time? Yeah, I'm going in today to play with Shit. it. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... Yeah. What have you been listening to? Um, a lot of things. Um, a lot of Bayside still. We... Guys, we talked so much about Bayside on the episode I, that was I was lost. trying to I was just letting you decide if we wanted to just try to like recreate that Bayside conversation. I don't think we can either. Um it's lost forever, but one day we'll we'll break down something else. But we broke down some serious Bayside. Yeah, we really got into it. Analyzed it and But I've been listening to a lot of Bayside. Um my CD player in my car. I have a 12 CD player. Or a 12-disc right. CD player. Okay. Uh, 13 if you count the one up front. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, uh, so it's, it's been broken for a while. Because I broke it because I was sick of fucking bragging about it. <laughs> Never brags about it. <laughs> I told I should. It's very cool. Um, but I haven't, like, I, since I got, like, an iPod my freshman year, I hadn't put any new CDs into it, and it had broken, so... Hmm. Like, it's just full of CDs that I, like, stuff I listened to when I was a freshman or, like, a senior or, like, the end of my senior year. Yeah. Um, and so I was, I was, I've just been going through those CDs and, uh, most deaf, uh, most deaf's The Ecstatic is in there. Nice. I fucking love that record, dude. It's so good. I'm not super familiar with it. We should listen to it. Yeah. Um, it's, he's, it's a really weird. It's a really strange record. Most of a weird guy. Yeah. But uh it's he's good. Like really good instrumentals, really good flow. There's one song that he He's he's like interesting lyrics too. Yeah, he has really interesting lyrics, yeah, and like 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 pertinent pertinent lyrics yeah. that are like they're you can tell that he's like an activist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you can definitely tell. Um but he does one song, it's called No I Not A Mas, and it's, he does it completely in Spanish, and it's just such a sexy fucking song, dude. Like, I don't understand half of it. I can understand some of it, because I understand a little Spanish. Yeah. But it's just, like, just hearing rhymes in Spanish in, in most Def's smooth, smooth voice. Yeah, dude, I should listen to that. There's a Dessa song that she does the first verse in Spanish, and it... Well, like, if you think that most deaf song is sexy, I've never heard it, so I assume it is sexy, but if you think that is sexy, fucking <laughs> listen to that Dessa song yeah, I, that I can't remember the name of. Any Dessa song is sexy. She's got a sexy voice. She does. <clears throat> but yeah, this one's really good. So I've been listening to a lot of that, I guess, um, this morning. Really is the only time, and last night a little bit. Um, There's something else that I've been listening to more of, too. Check my little my Spotify Do searches. It. It's been a, a few. Um, Andrew Jackson Jihad, of course. Of course. Still in that phase. I've been getting really into Intuit over it the last couple of days. Like, a lot more than I have been the last really? couple of months. Like, spending a lot of time with those records. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not proud of this, but Fozzie's in my search history. Yeah, I clear the search history when I when search for embarrassing for stuff. <laughs> like my search, my if you looked at my search history, like I would have the coolest music taste in the world. Yeah, like um, only at my search history. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been listening to uh, a little bit of Interpol lately because they just came out with a new record. I, I never LP ever got on the Interpol train. Never? No. Like, they're okay. Um, I have to be in a certain kind of mood to listen to them, though. Because they are, like, a lot of their songs are very similar. They have this, like, this this set style. They do a thing. Yeah, they do their thing. Um, I really like um, a lot of their songs. Turn the Bright Lights, Turn on the Bright Lights, I think, was the name of their first record. And it's a really good record. Um, it's just interesting. Um, they're one of those, like, kind of guitar-heavy bands that, uh, most of their stuff is like really cool, like either looping effects with like a cool riff on a guitar or yeah. just like effects in general. Um, but with like a repetitive like guitar. Right. They they write just like riffs. Yeah. Basically just like, yeah, basically. Um, but I like their, I like their lyrics a lot and, um, like just their style. So I've been listening to a lot more of them, um, which they're just a, they're a fall band for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else have I been listening to? What else have you been listening to while, while I figure this out? Uh, Kanye. I got back into Kanye a little bit. <coughs> um, you mean that asshole who hates crippled people? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. That was the dumb. Yeah, it's super dumb. Um, I don't defend Kanye West as a person. No, like he's means. obviously a dick. Yeah, he's... He says he's a dick. He calls himself a dick, so he's obviously a fucking asshole. Um, but that's not going to stop me from liking his music. So, yeah. I mean, I can't do anything about like, it. Like, he just writes jams. He writes fucking Sorry. jams, dude. He Sorry. does. Like, I'm just saying, Kanye's got a talent for, for the, the rapping thing. Not yeah. a talent for being a good person. No. Not a good talent for that. Um, no, but you don't have to be a good person when you have that much money. You don't. Like, you just don't. Um, is he, like, on a tip where he's, like, basically saying that he's God? I don't know if he's still doing it. He might be. I know for sure he was. He like, was on Jesus, just, like, on I'm, Jesus too, I'm, he was like, I am God. I am God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what that cripple thing was. He was like, you need to stand up and worship your Lord and Savior. And they're just like, I can't. No, that's not what it was. <laughs> it wasn't? No, it was, he was just trying to get everyone to, like, turn the fuck up. Oh, really? Yeah. He he was oh, like, okay. and he actually said, unless you're in a wheelchair, yeah, no, I, I, I read need you article. to stand up. Yeah. I read the article, and I, I didn't watch the video. I wanted to watch the video. Um, but, like, that's, okay, it's a shitty thing for Kanye to do, for sure. Yeah. But at the same but time. But he's also playing, he's, like, the character yeah. of, like, big-time rapper. Yeah, he's playing that part. And we all make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Those people could have just been people that were like, no. We've all made fun of someone and then found out that it was something like yeah. they had no power. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's up on stage. He can't see very well. I mean, maybe don't send people into the crowd to make sure that somebody's handicapped. Yeah, maybe don't, take them Don't bring the more attention to it than you need to. But just be like, all right, these people don't want to stand up, whatever. And then move on. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah. Just just be done with it. Don't be like, you need to go out there and get them to stand up. Oh, shit. They can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You got a little egg on your face, Kanye. 
Indeed. That's okay. <sighs> Man, I'm glad the people finally heard our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about Kanye. I will bump his jams. Yeah. Probably wouldn't hang out with the dude. No, probably not. I mean, I would probably smoke with him. I don't smoke. Um, I don't smoke or drink. Me either. I would um, play board games with him. Yeah, dude. And drink coffee. Like draw on the sidewalk and chalk yeah. with him. Double Dutch. Oh, my God. I dude, would play hopscotch with him, too. You want to play some Double Dutch with Kanye? <laughs> dude, I can't Double Dutch. Me either. I wish I could. I don't know any of the rhymes. Kanye could teach us the rhymes. Goddamn right he could. That's why we need to get out there. I bet he has, like, mad Double Dutch rhymes. Oh, for sure, dude. He created Double Dutch. Because <laughs> he's Jesus. He did. On the ninth day. <laughs> but yeah, I've been listening to uh, some late registration, some graduation. Um, just getting back into some of the stuff I used to listen to in high school. And uh, it's pretty nice. Nice going on a little memory trip. Yeah, I've been kind of doing the same thing. Listening to a lot more Wonder Years lately. Yeah. Big into them in high school. I've I've actually been listening to a lot um, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Which is this side project from Dan Campbell from the Wonder Years. Uh, And it's like really cool. Like, you know how he's a big wrestling fan? Mm -hmm. And like his um, onstage voice is basically like cutting a promo voice. Yeah, it's really cool. Um he did this he's doing this thing that's like basically just a full character piece like he's kayfabing the entire time he goes on stage as Aaron West and is like playing songs about divorces he's never had and like that's awesome yeah it's really really (laughs) cool that's really cool oh speaking of wrestling we got a pay-per-view this weekend we do I did not watch Raw last night neither did I Um, I haven't actually watched wrestling in probably two or three weeks I'm pretty behind I am not that far behind Um, I I don't think I watched Smackdown actually I'm probably only like a week or two behind but um, we're gonna talk about our predictions anyway yeah man hit me with that card I don't even know what the card is it's uh, it's Night of Champions on Sunday it is Night of Champions yes Um, one year ago we watched Night of Champions from Michael's bedroom. Oh my God, that's true. Yes, because we were homeless. We were homeless. <laughs> we were homeless as shit. Yeah. So uh, that was one of the small comforts that I had while being homeless. Was hey, I don't have a place to live, and I'm sleeping on a floor every night, <laughs> and none of this is mine. But I got Night of Champions. <laughs> And a sweet cat. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Ophelia. Dude, the days when I would spank the kitty. Oh my god, dude. Just sweep the kitty legs. Oh, I remember when you did that. Yeah, she fucking hated she it. She hated it, but it was so funny. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah, we used to love to mess with Ophelia. I would do something called spanking the kitty. Um, and that's basically just me walking by her and giving her a light pat on the bum saying, spank the kitty. And you got to say spank the kitty every time. You have to, or else you're not spanking the kitty. You're not doing it right if you don't. Sure not. And then Connor would just sweep her legs, and it was funny. She'd just fall on her little bum. Yeah, she didn't really react that hard. (laughs) No, she's just like, all right, fell. She's like, I guess I'm on the ground now. now, I guess. (laughs) She's a good cat. Yeah. Uh, So we got Chris Jericho versus Randy Orton. Um, really? Yeah, it's weird. This is supposed to be Jericho's last pay-per-view appearance for a while, and uh, his last 
in his current stint with WWE will end next week. Um, so since he's leaving, he doesn't really need to win. So get ready for more Fozzie. Yeah, Fozzie's going on tour, guys, apparently. <laughs> um, and Randy Orton apparently has lost six straight pay-per-view matches. So he's probably going to win. Probably. I haven't been keeping track of Randy Orton's victories. Uh, Mark Henry versus Rusev in a flag match. What the fuck? It's the a flag match. God damn it. There's no such thing as a flag match, guys. At two, Mark Henry. <laughs> At two, sexual chocolate. <laughs> when I get that feeling, I want sexual healing. Can you imagine Mark Henry singing that? I, yeah, dude. <laughs> I fucking can. I just was. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Mark Henry's going to win. Um, God willing. Because... They're doing this thing where they're just like they did the when Rusev first came in, he just beat up everybody and just fought a lot of jobbers and just destroyed him. And then you got Jack Swagger who comes in who I was excited about this because first of all, Jack Swagger was getting a push that I liked. Um they turned him babyface and honestly, I like Jack Swagger. I never used to, but I think he's good. Um not like the greatest wrestler or anything, but he's got like this weird persona about him. I think it's the hair. Really? I don't for Jack Swagger. Yeah, I don't feel it at all. I think it's the hair. Just want to punch him. I just sympathize with him a little bit. That and I've seen some stuff from back when he was getting a big push for like the world championship, and he came out with this dude dressed in a bald eagle suit. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's some <laughs> when of the, he was doing like the All American American. Yeah, it's some of the funniest shit, dude. So, like, I got a soft Yeah, spot. I mean, I can stand by Eagle Suit, but he just, he's, like, so much it, the, the, like what, what I hated in high school. Yeah, what they're doing with him now is kind of, like, whatever. But I thought it'd be cool if he could get something over on. I thought there was potential stuff. for that, yeah, for sure. I thought it would have been cool, but it turned out to be pretty disappointing. They've been doing that a lot, like, introducing stuff that could be really cool and, mm-hmm. like, I'm, in like, initially excited for it, and then just, like, drawing it out yeah. or, like, redoing it too much. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say Mark Henry because Rusev's got to lose eventually, right? He'll either that or he's going to fight the big show next. I mean, <laughs> he's just, it's just like increasing bosses. Yeah. Who's much. final boss? Um, great Khali, but not really because great Khali sucks. Yeah, Did you see that kayfabe news thing that said, uh, it was like WWE plans to release, uh, best of great Khali, <laughs> no disc box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No um, disc box set. I would think <laughs> the the final boss would just have to be Andre the Giant rising from the dead. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> or, it is. Dude. Or like Giant Gonzalez, <laughs> something like. Oh, that dude's big. Okay, dude's huge. Um, is is the have you ever seen the really big dude wearing like the muscle suit type thing? Yeah, that's him. Okay. Um. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. That could um, be fun. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I'd say Roman Reigns probably. I feel like he's getting a bigger push than, than Rollins is, but at the same time, Rollins could cheat. Or Dean Ambrose can come back, and we could have like a all-shield rivalry. Or he like fucks shit up too much at the very beginning of their match, so they cancel that and make it a triple threat. Yeah, yeah that'll be cool. That could be cool. That probably won't happen, but that would be cool. Whoa. Have you heard about CM Punk, like, 
suing yeah. for royalties? Yeah. I have. I don't like that. I don't either. Because <laughs> it probably it's going to be a lot longer before he comes back. Yeah, it's there's always TNA, I guess, but there's not always TNA. <laughs> he was in TNA before. I mean, I could I could buy a Ring of Honor membership, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I would be down. Um, yeah, so that's kind of upsetting. Oh well. Um, Paige versus AJ Lee versus Nikki Bella. Couldn't give less of a fuck, honestly. Um, yeah, me either. I'm gonna say either Paige or AJ um, would be cool. I don't give a fuck about the Bella storyline. Actually, I saw um, a video posted, or no, it wasn't a video. OSW Review posted a photo of an Attitude Era script right next to a PG script, uh-huh. and it was like one of from like the very last Raw. And uh, the other one was from like a raw from like 1999, uh-huh. and like, there is so much difference. Um, basically, it's the same thing like uh, raw graphic, like to start the script, like raw graphic um, commentators, and then whoever's coming out to cut their first promo. In the Attitude Era script, it just says Stone Cold Steve Austin interactive promo, and it has like two bullet points of two things that he needs to mention during his promo. <laughs> And then it says Vince McMahon interrupts. Vince McMahon interest, entrance. Vince McMahon in the ring. Interactive promo. Vince McMahon Stone Cold. And it just has like bullet points of just different things that they need to mention. During. Right, just like the main things for the yeah, storyline. The rest of story it. Line. The rest of it basically go out and talk. Right. It's like a like a mumblecore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then next to it, the PG script is so detailed. It's like a movie script. It's literally like a mu- movie script. I totally believe that. And I read it, and it was the exact same promo that I saw. Like it, they memorize lines. That's such a fucking bummer. But it was it to like in defense. It was um, Stephanie McMahon and Nikki Bella's thing. Oh, um, so so they're not like the. Mo- it's not like it's a CM Punk script. <laughs> yeah, like CM Punk's probably one of the only dudes now that it actually like goes out there and script. just talks. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a legit script though, with blocking even. Whoa! Yeah, there's blocking in it. Um, did not expect that. Yeah, and like, and there's action, and it's it's insane. Like, it's word for word. That's so fucking disappointing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find it. I'll send it to you. But yeah, it's freaking ridiculous. Um, the Usos versus Goldust and Stardust for tag team championship. I so hope Goldust and Stardust win because I love Goldust and Stardust. I, dude, I love heel Goldust and Stardust. Are they heels now? They're heels. Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, dude. They turned like, um, I think, two weeks from last night. Holy shit. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That they're fucking fuck. awesome. Well, I guess they have to be heels in order to fight the Usos, but holy shit. Yeah, dude. They're shit. so cool. That's that's really cool. I like that a lot. Um, So, hopefully they win. Uh, Sheamus versus Cesaro. U.S. championship. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's weird. Cesaro, I would, it's Knight of Champions, so I feel like they have to just have right. a title match, but I would love for Cesaro to win because I feel like he's lost pretty much all yeah, of the I momentum that he's had. Yeah, I want him to see him, a win, to see him get a win. Yeah, he was on like a train coming out of WrestleMania. Uh, he'd just become a Paul Heyman guy, left the new, the All-Americans or mm-hmm. the real Americans. And um, he had his new gimmick, which is, all right, whatever, King of Swing, I don't care. Fine. That's cool. <laughs> it's something. Just have Paul Heyman with you. 
Um, then Brock Lesnar comes back. You lose Paul Heyman, yeah. and he's just kind of like lost all of his momentum. Um, I was really excited for him like three or four months ago, and now I'm just like whatever. Yeah. Um, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz for the Intercontinental title. Obviously, Ziggler has to win um, because he's he's a title holder now, right? He won it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Last pay-per-view was really good. Um, really glad that like he... Like, super surprisingly good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, that was SummerSlam, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I love seeing Ziggler with a title. Uh, and then Brock Lesnar versus John Cena in the rematch. Fine. Um, yeah, I... Probably John Cena, I guess. I don't know. I don't really care who wins. Yeah, me either. Um, so, yeah. I'll say John Cena just because Brock Lesnar's part-time. And he's probably already signed, like, an extra contract just to do an extra pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he's only his contract only allows him the big four. Oh, really? That's what I heard. Um Interesting. I read that somewhere that at least that's when it when he first came back to WWE like a couple years ago. That's uh-huh. what his contract was was he would be he would come to like Raws up at, leading up to those, um, but the only four pay per views that he had to appear at were the big four. So, man, which makes sense because you only ever see him come around during the big pay per views. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, the champions should be fun. That's this Sunday, so next week we'll have results for that. Results for that. We'll talk some about some more music. We should like plan some music talk. We should get an in depth on like an artist next week. I'm down. We'll we'll pick somebody and we'll we'll analyze the shit out of them. Yeah. Um. And we'll also talk about leftovers because we've been planning on talking about it for God ever, just forever. Um. But I need to watch some more of it. We finished it. We did finish it, and it was fucking great. It was the, awesome. The finale was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I just need to go back and rewatch it because a show like that, you miss things. Um, and like, there's certain shows that do that. Breaking Bad's one of them. Leftovers is one of them. Um, Lost is one of them. Where you watch it through, and you see things that don't make sense when you're seeing them. Yeah. But at the end of the season, if you go back and rewatch it, knowing what you know from the end, it yeah. makes sense. So that's, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. That's, what's really cool about TV is it's, it's something, it's like, like well-planned, TV. well-planned TV. It's like an, it's an experience all on its own. Like, yeah. It's something that you have to go back and rewatch in order to, to really catch everything. Yeah. And totally. I love catching intricacies of really good writers. Me too. I'm, re- I'm already really excited to rewatch this new season of Dr. Who. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta gotta catch up. I'm on season three. Yeah, you got a while, sure, man. I'm pretty sure Michael's on the same episode I am now because I think the last one I watched was the Daleks in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll get an artist. We'll talk about him extensively. Maybe we'll do that with like punchline or something. I was thinking punchline too, actually. So maybe yeah, we should do punchline then. Yeah, we're gonna talk about punchline next week because they're a great band. And all I want them to do is make a new fucking record. Me too, dude. That would be so amazing. When's the last last one came out in two thousand ten? Ten. That was so nice to meet you, right? No, that was delightfully pleased. So nice to meet you. Came out in January of two thousand twelve. Oh, okay. So it's just, um, but like, just yeah, their last though. yeah their last record was was delightfully pleased. Yeah. You're kidding? Nope. That's insane. I could have sworn there was something after that. Maybe Nightlights, but I'm pretty sure Nightlights came out before that. Huh. 
I think like right before that. Is that the B side? Yeah. Yeah, they're a great band. I love Punchline. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about leftovers, and we're gonna fucking podcast every fucking week. We're gonna fucking do it. We're gonna be good about it. It might not be long. They might not all be long, but we're gonna hey, do it. Who needs a bunch of like hour and a half long podcasts? Not me. Like I, mean, I, I already got. Em. I build a hefty ass podcast queue every single week, like averaging probably ten a day. Like that are like not listening to ten a day. Like oh. every day I have ten in the queue, oh, okay. basically. Okay. And like I get to, they're all like an hour and twenty minutes, and I get to the forty-five minute. I'm like, God damn right, it's gonna be a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to listen to podcasts quite regularly, and I then you got a girlfriend. Yeah, pretty much. And then I started listening to podcasts a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I I get some time like. Yeah, like early morning is, is my podcast time. Yeah, usually. me too. I just so many times during the day, I just rather listen to music than podcasts. Yeah, see, I do so much music during the day between like us and then I'm in U band three days a week too, yeah. and like I'm just in the music building. Like I get out of there and then come here and like listen to music with you guys. So I'm yeah. just like, I'm gonna listen to some podcasts by myself. Yeah, that, and it's definitely like nice. I like doing that too. Like whenever I take a nap, I'll listen. I've been starting this trend of listening to uh, men in their 30s only while taking naps. Oh, my God. They're the best fucking nap po- nap podcast. They are, dude. It's so good. Um, so, yeah. Look forward to that, people. Um, you probably heard a new theme song. Eh, probably not. I've been thinking about it this the whole time. <laughs> probably not. Next okay. week. <laughs> Next week, you're going to hear a new theme song, and that'll be cool. So, stay tuned for that. You're going to get a whole new revamped Shooting the Shit Show next week with episode 14. Um, episode 14 um, will be on uh, shootingshitshow.blogspot.com. You can also contact us there or Not Safer Network on Facebook. Yes, yes. Um, also, Cheria, our band, is going to be playing on Saturday, September 20th at um, the GobCon. In Butte, Montana, first annual first annual GobCon. Yeah, we're playing at one thirty. Yeah, one forty five. One forty five. We're playing. We are playing at one forty five. Come see us if you're in the Butte area, or come drive to Butte and hang out with us. We we're pretty fun. We're a pretty fun band, and GobCons should be pretty fun. Um, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's I don't think it's necessarily like Butte Comic Con. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's the closest thing Butte's going to have thing, to Comic-Con. You're, you're goddamn right. Um, and we'll be and playing there. God bless them for starting something. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing something. We're supposed to play black background music, but we're not going to play background music. We're going to play like four acoustic songs and yeah. then do our regular set. Yeah. So. We're going to rock the fuck out. So come and see that. We also have a show coming up in October, which we'll give you more details on later because we don't have the details on them yet. No. And I, I don't think we're allowed to do that until... Like the person who sets it up announces it, but yeah, we sure. should have stuff happening pretty we'll regularly from on. here on out. Recording. Sherry.bandcamp. dot We did it. We plugged so fucking gratuitously bam, bam, this bam. week, dude. Boom, boom. We're also gonna work on getting this shit on iTunes. Oh yeah. Hey, Ivy. I don't know if you still listen to this, but can you fix our artwork so we can get on iTunes? Yeah, we really love to be on iTunes. Um. So yeah, all of that 
and more coming <laughs> on in next the coming week. weeks. Also, oh, Eric's for fuck's sake, another also. <laughs> I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna call this this particular episode not this one, but the one coming up. Uh-huh. I'm gonna call it Eric's birthday bash cast. It was bad. Uh, birthday pod bash. We're gonna do a big. We'll work on that this birthday. week. <laughs> so in October that'll be happening as well. Everybody, this is where we leave you. Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Biggs. I'm here to tell you about the wonderful opportunities afforded to you by subscribing to all the wonderful podcasts here at the Not Safer Network. Subscribe to Montucky Skies at montuckyskies.blogspot.com and you could find a career in woodworking, canning, or TV VCR repair. Subscribe to We Had a Good Life at wehadagoodlife.com and you'll discover opportunities such as cobbler, fire and brimstone layer, or advanced lifeguard technician. Subscribe to Shooting the Shit Show at shootingtheshitshow.blogspot.com and you'll love the prospects available in the field of cell phone sales, dragon grooming, or masters of the custodial arts. Subscribe to Real Roulette at realroulettewithzackandbigs.blogspot.com and you'll be awed by the chances to spread your wings in dot matrix printer sales, do-it-yourself manual writer, or subservient satanic minion. Subscribe to Box Office Battle at boxofficebattle.blogspot.com and explore the magnificent fields of farmhand personal assistant, snake oil salesman, or professional couch surfer. And don't forget to sharpen your workplace skills with the new podcast that's debatable coming soon. The Not Safer Network is dedicated to help you find that shiny new job that you never knew you wanted. <laughs>